Blog Talk Radio. My minions, it is it is Saturday morning, and this is what we do every Saturday morning, nine o'clock Eastern, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. It's the Balance. My name is Don Marcos El Presidente. I'm on loan from God to bring you the greatest outlook, not hot takes, but the way it is. Look into sports. Um, well, 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 Jim Harbaugh and his khaki army, that team from up north, did it. They are heading to the Big Ten Championship against Iowa here in Indianapolis today. <clears throat> Isn't quite what some folks uh, w- was hoping for, <clears throat> Adam Jividen. Oh, wait, we are all, Adam's here. He'll be here with us. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I don't, did he still? Did they still signs? I don't know. This is going to be the last year for Jim Harbaugh. We'll get into that conversation. Uh, but uh, a winner will be uh, crowned the Big Ten Saturday night. Loser will go home, uh, and we're going to certainly get into the playoff pictures. And so uh, Michigan's going to be in the mix of all of that. Tony Donahue of the Tony T Podcast is a fan place. Being on, on talking to Big Ten football, and she'll be at the championship game, NBA, maybe some Colts. Uh, Tony's also our Swiss Army knife. He can do it all. Enjoyed hanging out with him last night uh, and uh, a couple other guys playing some trivia uh, with the fan place. So we're going to have him on as well. And make sure you also check us out on the World Wide Web, www.thebalancedsportscast.com. 917-889-8516 is our digits. Stick around. It's about to get good. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home.
Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. back to the balance it is championship weekend big 10 championship weekend and helping us to jump in right into that conversation is adam jivin super browns fan super buckeyes fan super uh, cavaliers fan and just a super duper dude uh how you doing sir welcome back i'm good oh thanks i'm good how are you man good have you got all your wounds looked at like healed <laughs> uh you know they're they're okay. Uh, it's uh, it was frustrating, but you know it 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 happens. I suppose it's uh, well, it happened two two years. It happened two years in a row to the same team. Uh, uh, three, and the so, same. Uh, I, three, I will, I will say right? <laughs> We we also won nine in a row prior to that. So like, I understand. <laughs> what it's like to be on the other side. Um, do so, you really you know, know what it's like? Do you really know what it's like to be on the other side? <laughs> Cause I, mean, I, do. I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like I, I am that much of a douchebag to root for that team, but uh, I don't know that it'd be feasibly possible for me to be able to pull that off, but I at least understand the feeling or can <laughs> understand the feeling of losing to your rival multiple times in a row Keep in mind, I am a Browns fan, so we like. This is true. We went Very years true. without beating the Steelers and Ravens. Very true. Well, uh, you know, speaking of rivalry teams and speaking of knowing things from the other side, obviously I'm a big IU guy, IU alumni. I love my Hoosiers. They just aren't a football school. Never have been. Never will be. Uh, loss of Purdue, still the fate of Tom Allen. I think even if they had beaten Purdue uh, in the in the old Oaken bucket, that wouldn't have changed the outcome of Tom Allen. I feel like this higher, and, and we want to get into these other really important uh, football conversations, but I do want to talk a little bit about Kurt Seganetti, uh, which is the new head football coach at Indiana University. Put on your conspiracy hat. Uh, that hire happened awful quick. I mean, awfully quick. And so that tells me, there were a lot of stuff going on in the backgrounds prior to the release of Tom Allen, but certainly a great coach. I think it's a good fit. You know, I've been here in this 
crap all week about, oh, it should have been John Gruden. No, it should have never been John Gruden. I should have never. I don't know who started that rumor, but it, it, it's it's stupid um, to even engage in that conversation. But John Gruden wasn't coming to IU. That was John Gruden's agent, if anything, trying to keep some interest alive in the hopes of getting some other coaching job. Yeah, absolutely. Why well, do I don't even? It, it, it's all good. But I think Kurt Saganegi, and here, here's the funny thing about it. I jumped on James Madison earlier this year just, just for fun through DraftKings and doing some bets. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm making money off of James Madison. So how did it roll? Great, great year. He was the 2023 Sunbelt Coach of the Year. Big step up for him from uh, the Sunbelt uh, Coach. Uh, and yeah, I know we have another – you could say here's another uh, – Mediocre coach coming from a mediocre division to coach a Big Ten school. Well, yes, IU is a Big Ten school, but IU football is not a Big Ten program. Real quickly, let's get your thoughts on Kurt Saganegi as the new head football coach of Indiana University, and then we got to move into the chaos that is going to ensue this weekend. Go ahead, sir. I, I, I mean, I think, like, if you're looking at this from the perspective of the dude came from James Madison, that's not actually a bad fit because he had to kind of build James Madison from nothing. And that's really what's going to be happening at IU is you are at the bottom of the pile in the Big Ten and are bringing in four, well, let's say three really good programs and one solid program in UCLA. I mean, Washington, Oregon are both playing for the Pac-12 championship or played last night. Um, and then USC, you know, they're, they are still one of the biggest brands in college football. And, you know, if, if Lincoln Riley can get the defensive coordinator hire right, which he just uh, hired the D coordinator from UCLA, um, you know, like they're easily could turn into a very, very strong competitive program as well. Um, IU has to look at this from a, uh, a small school approach where sometimes teams can go try to hire like the, the big time, you know, or a hot assistant, maybe from a, from a stronger um, program that's, a, that's, that's a part of, you know, the, uh, the, the major conferences. Let's just say like, let's just say IU hired, I don't know, like the offensive coordinator from, Ole Miss, right? He's not going to have a lot of the same resources at at IU that he was maybe used to getting at Ole Miss, who's not a, you know, power school, one of the elites, but they're still a solid, oftentimes in the top 25 program. And so to get, to get a guy that came from a place like James Madison, where he had to, to build his program makes a lot of sense. The challenge that IU now has is is the import of these four programs. But what helps IU is the fact that the Big Ten is now going divisionless. And what that means for um, everybody listening at home is there are no more divisions, and IU is helped by that because the Big Ten East was freaking stacked. Um, So odds are, even though they've brought in these other four schools that are really solid, IU will probably in future years have a lighter schedule than they've been getting over the last, I don't know, how long, 10 years or so that they've been in these <laughs> yeah. divisions. Yeah, there will be a true uh, strength of uh, schedule, that's for sure. And we'll see how this 
how the uh, uh, transfer portal affects IU, as we know, pretty much the entire offensive line is eligible to be in that portal. So that's certainly job number one uh, for Seganetti. So we'll see what's going on. Let's move on to chaos. We love chaos on this show. And why wouldn't the Pac-12 finale be an instant classic? Why wouldn't it create chaos? It did. Uh, Friday, Mark, as we know, uh, the, the final Pac-12 championship game as, as 10 of the schools in the conference are defecting either for the Big Ten, the SEC, or ACC. Uh, but number uh, three, Washington, and number five, Oregon. Uh, well, it was, it was bound to be a, a battle. Washington holds them off. It was a good one, though, after the Ducks erased 17-point de- deficit. The Huskies made a comeback of their own to win the Pac-12 championship 34-31 to put off to cement their spot, all but cement their spot in the uh, college football championship playoffs. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about those scenarios uh, here in just a moment. We'll talk with us a little bit about how big of a win that was for number three, Washington, and, uh, over more, uh, number five, Oregon, in the final Pac-12 championship. I mean, it was huge on multiple levels. First one is obvious. They sealed their their position in the college football playoff. They will be playing most likely that team up north in the two versus three matchup. Um, and the other big thing for IU fans, former IU quarterback Michael Penix probably just sewed up the Heisman Trophy last night. Um, really, the top- I, would love, I, would love, I would love to see that. I mean, I, I would, but I kind of think the guy from LSU, Jaden Daniels, might be a, a, a good pick for that. What so, do you thought? So here's, here's the here's – the, Jaden Daniels has better, more numbers. Michael Penix just took his team to the playoff. What's going to matter isn't more? That, isn't that wild? We're going to get off track here, but isn't that wild? I say this every year, that the Heisman Trophy winner is not really truly decided on a, on a season of success rather than the last few games of success. Say what you will, but that is what happens. It, it, it is. And I, I feel like had Penix and Bo Nix not had good games each respectively, like Jaden Daniels, don't get me wrong, has put up a monster season, but he's done so with probably the worst defensive SEC we've seen in years. And they're not winning versus Michael Penix, who is still putting up tremendous numbers and is undefeated and going to go to the college football playoffs. I, I feel I don't, like – I don't disagree. I think it would be a good pick. I mean, obviously I wish he would have stayed at IU, but we all know he wouldn't be a Heisman Trophy winner if he would have stayed at IU. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think – I mean, it's really going to come down to, do, to, do, to, to those two players. And this is going to be an incredibly close vote. It's do you go with the guy who put up all the numbers or put up or go with the guy that put up still a whole lot of numbers and also won? To me, you can't – when it's close, you can't just disregard winning. The, otherwise, why do we play the freaking game? <laughs> So let's get into the college football playoffs. Uh, we've got some scenarios here. We'll just kind of go through these scenarios, uh, and uh, you know, we'll just kind of talk through each scenario and get, get your your thoughts and the feedback. There might still be a path for Ohio State, but it's a it's a narrow path at that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, number one Georgia. Of course, we're talking about Georgia win, and the Bulldogs are in are the number one seed, and they seek a third straight national title. 
uh, lose and things do kind of get dicey. Alabama and the three other undefeated teams uh, would be ranked ahead of the dogs minimum. So they would say they would they would need some chaos uh, to to happen with the, with Texas to, to Oklahoma State and, and that, that sort of stuff. So it, things start getting dicey if uh, Georgia loses to Alabama. That's a huge game today. Uh, what are your thoughts about number one Georgia staying number one going into the playoff? I mean, I I do think Georgia's number one right now. Uh, I think again, like I've I've been saying it all year, like. The SEC is very, very down, like very down. I think they are probably at best the third best conference in the country, which when you figure there's really only four legitimate conferences, there you go, oh, geez. Um, they're, they're just not good. Um, but Georgia has gotten through all of them unscathed. Now you go, has Georgia played anybody to this, to I don't I don't know that Georgia has played anybody as good as as Notre Dame yet. We don't know how good Missouri is. I know that they're ranked high, but again, Missouri has gotten their uh, ranking based off of wins against teams that we go, oh, they're a good team because of their name, um, like Florida, for example, um, or Missouri beat the pants off of Tennessee. Well, Tennessee was just not very good this year. I, I said, if you remember back to last year, I said these kind of rebuilding projects that Tennessee is undertaking take a few years. You have a big year, then you usually have a step back before you can progress forward. That's how it works almost every time. Um, and <clears throat> so, yes, has Georgia – is Georgia good? They're very good. Is Georgia as good as they've been in the past? No. Does that really matter? Probably not, because the rest of college football is probably not as good as what we've seen in the past. There's not as many really, like, headline quarterbacks as we've seen in the past um, and or headline pro- quarterbacks at, at great programs. There is no C.J. Stroud at Ohio State just dominating. And those of you that questioned if C.J. Stroud was good, I <laughs> hearken you to the fact that he is ripping up the NFL right now. Unfortunately, it's in the, it's in the AFC South, uh, but nonetheless, let's talk a little bit about number two, Michigan. If the Wolverines win uh, tonight, uh, there are they are no worse than a number two seed. Should Michigan lose to Iowa in the Big Ten championship, it would still finish. They would still finish above Ohio State in and any two loss teams, but nothing else is guaranteed. That's not the case for Georgia, which would fall behind Alabama should it lose the SEC title. The best case scenario for Michigan with a loss is that Alabama, Oregon, or either Florida State or Texas lose. Uh, we already know your thoughts on Michigan. Uh, what are your thoughts over? They're not. They're let's, the let's, let's just let's just cut to the chase real quick. Iowa sucks. They will not score 14 points. Uh-huh. Like I, Iowa has not had a functional offense uh, for the last five years. So I was going to get blasted. They're not even having many fans show up right now because they know they're going to get blasted. So they're going to – Michigan's going to win this game. So they're going to win this game handily, and they're going to go on to the college football playoffs, presumably in the two-hole. So we don't need to waste more time on what could Iowa do because Iowa won't. <laughs> like this would be like if Georgia was matched up against like Texas A&M in the college football – like in the SEC championship game where you're like, how the crap did they get there? Well, they got there because yeah. the Big Ten East 
is garbage. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. That's a, that's a very valid point. All right, well, we know Washington's in, so we don't really need to run down through all the scenarios of Washington. Let's talk a little bit about Florida State. Florida State, which is, by the way, had a great season, Florida State Seminoles. Uh, it, Florida State is in if it wins, out if it loses. It's really that simple. Uh, the, the, uh, the Florida State Noles will be the lowest-rated one-loss team and could, could conceivably end up uh, behind a two-loss team. Uh, that's more because of the quality of their loss and overall schedule, which did not uh, just did not include the, the next three best teams in the ACC. Rather than the loss, the, the, the star quarterback to the star quarterback Jordan Davis. Sorry, I can't talk today on a Saturday morning. Florida State, they just got to win. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Florida State. Uh, frankly, even if they win and it's close, I don't know that they should get in. When you're down. Go ahead, Adam. We lost it for just a second. Schedule I've ever seen in my entire life. I can legit. I was talking with my my buddy Adam. We were trying to think of a softer conference schedule I've ever seen for Florida State. You were talking to yourself. (laughs) I like Um, Adam. He's been on the show before. Yeah, and we we've never. I've never seen a conference schedule for a conference this bad. Like, I don't know right now that I would take Florida, especially without their starting quarterback. I don't know that I would take Florida State over Liberty. I, I just don't <laughs> see. And, and then on top of that, their backup quarterback play today. I just – I don't see a scenario where Florida State beats Louisville. Um, could it happen? Sure. I just don't see it. Well, let's uh, let's go into our uh, against the spread. Uh, there's some other college football uh, scenarios which you, we're going to get into later on in the show. But I, I know we only got you for a limited amount of time today. I want to make sure that we do against the spread. Against the spread. All right, we'll start off with the obvious one that we just talked about. Um, I thought I had it spread up. Let's just go to this next one. Uh, we got Liberty uh, is at home against the New Mexico State Aggies. Both, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, New Mexico State Aggies ten and four. Uh, Liberty is thirteen and zero. The spread is ten and a half. Take that spread. Take the flames. Let's go get this win, baby. Like, wait a minute. That game already. That, that game already played, didn't it? Oh, geez. All right. Well, we we were right on that on that pick, Ben. You were you you were dead on. <laughs> and the, the, the other one that I had uh, is for Washington to cover the spread on nine and a half. We're, we're dead on with that, thirty-four to uh, thirty-one. So uh, dead on with that. Let's uh, let's move on to some games that I haven't played. I'm not used to these Friday games; they throw me off, dude. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, who will win the matchup against the spread? The spread is twelve and a half. Oklahoma State Cowboys at. The Texas Longhorns, Texas number seven, and the spread is twelve and a half. What say you, sir? I think I think Texas wins. And I, the more that I've thought about this, the more I feel like they do cover. Oklahoma State has some really bad, really bad losses, and I think Texas wins and covers. 
And with a Florida State loss, you're going to be – they're going to be asking the, – the, 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 the college football playoff committee is going to be asking, do you take a one-loss Texas who lost to Oklahoma, or do you take a one-loss Ohio State who obviously lost to Michigan? Which is the worst loss? I would say that Michigan – or Ohio State – Losing to Michigan is a quote-unquote better loss, especially with it being as tight as it was um, on the road. Um, but Texas has a better individual win when they knocked off Alabama earlier in the season, knowing especially that Alabama has really only gotten better as the season's gone on. In the beginning of the season especially, their quarterback play was really bad, um, and they have gotten better as the season has progressed, which has made that win Look better now. Do I think if Alabama and Texas met right now, I think Alabama would would clean their clock. But uh, but regardless, they didn't meet. Now they met earlier in the season, and and Texas got that W. So I think Texas wins today, and because of the Washington win, um, it will put in the okay. Who's going in? Ohio State or Texas? And we've we seem like this is another good example of where the expanded playoff, I mean, it is almost every year that the 4-5 question is really a coin flip, depending on who you talk to. Um, but I do feel like Texas wins, and they're going to try to win convincingly to solidify their, their place in the, in the playoff, where they will probably get beat pretty handily by Georgia, but – Nonetheless, that is that is what is coming. Let's talk a little bit about, about the MAC championship. Who will win this matchup against the spread? The Miami, Ohio, Miami. That is Red Hawks and uh, Toledo Rockets. Uh, uh, Toledo Rockets are eleven and one. Uh, the spread is seven and a half. They're at home. You got to think you automatically give three points to the home team, and that's seven and a half. So to me, you got it makes sense to pick uh, Toledo at seven and a half. Uh, in the MAC championship. Yeah, yeah, I would take Toledo. I, I've seen a little bit of both Toledo and Miami, and Toledo is is again at eleven and one. They're having one of those seasons where you go, man, why aren't they getting any consideration to be ranked in the top twenty five versus some of these larger co- power conferences where a team has like four losses. Five losses, or maybe not five, but it's like it's sitting at four losses and are, and are ranked. Um, it's where the rankings really come down to a lot of these uh, AP voters, or, or they don't watch the games anymore. Like, they they probably only watch yeah. the games they cover, and it becomes really obvious because they all parrot the same talking points every week. Um, so, you know, it, 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 I understand that you have these, uh, you know, there's only so much you can do and so much you can watch. But when your job is to an- analyze college football, do your job. But no, right? <laughs> I, I do feel like Toledo, right? I, I do feel like Toledo is deserving of a top 25 ranking and will get the win and cover the spread here today. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up and put a ball on it with you. I want to get your your thoughts. I wanted to make sure we chimed in on Jim Harbaugh and the overall look and tainted look of Michigan. If Michigan gets in the playoffs and they happen by chance, again, by chance, but still getting this far, gets into the championship game 
and wins the championship game. We know Jim Harbaugh's gone. Just where he's going to be at, that's the question. Uh, is the Michigan football program painted, and should they be awarded that championship? Uh, they'll, they'll be awarded a championship, and it'll be vacated in six months. This was kind of a part of the problem when the NCAA takes an absolute eternity to do anything, and then the Big Ten kind of handed down their patsy punishment. But it wasn't – that's the thing is is it was a three-game suspension, but it wasn't a three-game suspension during the week. He just couldn't be there on Sunday. Or on Saturday, excuse me. So Jim Harbaugh was active, was was with the team, was doing prep, was doing everything else. He just wasn't there on Sundays. And if you don't know, Harbaugh doesn't call plays. He doesn't call offense. He's never called offense for the last two seasons. He doesn't call defense. Harbaugh's just there to make some larger decisions. So really, Harbaugh on a Saturday, unless there is a – late game, maybe time management decision to be made is more there to oversee things and and they have other coaches that were essentially assuming those responsibilities. So you were going, wow, Michigan, they they didn't look like they had a ton of follow-up. Well, because their head coach was still there during the week. It's the, the, the non-punishment punishment has allowed this to happen. And, and this isn't just like um, this isn't just a a, a sour grapes issue because again you're talking Jim Trussell was run out of Columbus on a rail for some of our players selling the stuff that they won for tattoos just exchanging them and then Urban Meyer ultimately was fired because the public outcry over one of his assistants getting into an altercation with his ex-wife like it's 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 frustrating because the, the, the bar and the standards are not the same for every school. And it's, it is what it is. I think Harbaugh is going to be done. I don't think he's ever going to coach again in the college football. I think Michigan is still going to get absolutely smacked by the NCAA because they have to. If the NCAA does not, does not just lay the wood to Michigan – Every school in America is going to go, okay, so what you're saying is this is okay. Cool. And then it's just going to become right. the wild, wild west, no different than it already is with NFL. Right. Well, you, you got to think. So that this if they were to happen. win, it will be vacated. So I, I think is here's where I, I step in at night. But I guess they don't have the ability to enforce the punishment just yet. Like you said, it might be six months, a year down the road. Uh, but to me, it looks like the punishment would be you guys can't get into the playoffs. In fact, you can't even play in, in the postseason. That would be, to me, a, a fair thing. for. But at the same time, I look at players who have worked their whole life. Uh, let's face it, there's no easy pass. There. I don't care who you play for. Get a scholarship to go out there and be a starter and contribute to a, a championship team. There's no easy task for that. Now, I realize that there were players that may have been in the know. We're not going to put everybody under this umbrella of, of in, innocence. But at the same time, at the, at the same time, I feel like it's unfair to players who actually did the right thing and did the right stuff to have their championship ripped away from them because they so thought they were looking so good. Here's my question, program. Tom. Here's my question. 
what's the right thing? If you know you're cheating and you know your team is cheating, isn't the right thing to transfer? You know. Yeah. My question is, is the Houston Astros that won the, 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 the World Series off of banging on a stupid uh, plastic trash can. I want to bang on my... <laughs> they homered their way to the World Series title because they knew what pitches were coming. So you go, okay, hey, said bench player that maybe didn't understand what was happening, is it fair to him that he had his World Series title taken away? Like, at what point do we actually hold people accountable for the actions? If you are um, an accomplice of a crime, you are still seen as committing the crime, Yes. In theory, yes. Well, of course, we we could talk about uh, the uh, uh, the gun in the car and the, the guy who just brought the gun. Remember that that story? Oh yeah. But I'm <laughs> I'm just saying we can we're we're using the well. You know, they're kids. They work so hard. Well, those same kids are the are the same age as the soldiers that we go and we put in. Iraq and Afghanistan and stormed the beaches of Normandy and everything else. And those guys weren't kids. Those were grown men. These are grown men. If you are 18 and can go fight a war, you are man enough to go play college football and not be a punk about it. Let me ask you this. Let me ask, I almost called you Ryan because I was going to ask you about Ryan Day. Let me ask you this, Adam, and we'll let it go with this. I know you're a diehard, to the bone, to the core Ohio State fan. Anybody who knows you knows that to be true. If this story was about Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes, would you have the same outlook? I, if, if this was about a Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes, I would have wanted Ryan Day fired immediately, and I would have been ashamed to call myself an Ohio State Buckeye. That's it. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I know you got you got to go. You got to get a little while over to an appointment. We appreciate you, you jumping on with us today. I assume that you're you're uh, you're rolling with Michigan tonight. Are you even going to watch that game? No. <laughs> it's going to be a blowout, and it's going to be a Michigan love fest. And I'm not I'm not interested in hearing about the tremendous things that this program has had to overcome this season. Stop it. Like the universities. Stop it. Yeah, All right, exactly. buddy. Like, stop. All right, buddy. You have yourself a good day. We appreciate you, and we'll talk with you soon. Sounds good. See you, Tom. Thanks. Adam Jevedan, great friend of the show, our college football co-pilot on every week with us. He's got to get his little boy, Oliver, to an appointment, so we had to jump off. Uh, but uh, coming up around the bend, it'll be me. Yourself and I, 917-889-8516. We're going to continue to break down these uh, the championship weekend, the the possibilities and chaos that is going to ensue. And at 10 o'clock, we've got Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast in the fan place. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network.
Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. Ow, that went in my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lequa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. You're feeling strong, my friend. Call me Elf one more time. Oh, 
He's an angry elf. Look at you! Ow! Hey! I wasn't ready for that. Say it again! Say it again! Say it again! One more time. Call me out. You're an elf. Welcome back to the ballots, yeah, getting into that Christmas spirit. I'm not a Scrooge all year around, just so I would say 11 and a half months out of the year. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's fun. And, and and you know what? One of my favorite movies, Christmas movies of all time, is Elf. And that's one of the best scenes. <laughs> that is one of the best scenes, uh, Angry Elf. If you've never seen Elf, well, you need, you need, to, you need to do that. That needs to be part of your holiday repertoire, if you will. Thank you, Adam Jividen, for joining us and jumping on with us on Big Ten Championship Weekend here in Indianapolis. <clears throat> Michigan taking on Iowa. Probably, as we talked about in the last segment, probably won't be much of a, a battle, if you will, but it's happening here in Indianapolis. And I think that it's good to have the Big Ten Championship and instead a, a championship of certain divisions uh, in your uh, area because I think this is a good economic boost. Uh, certainly, all the bars downtown will be packed full of people, and, and you know it is going to be heavy on the on the Michigan side. There's no doubt about that at all. I mean, they're they're playing for a championship, and and we talked a little bit about Jim Harbaugh and and really the just the star tissue that's going to be left after this year. If they get a national championship, so it's it's a likelihood it'll be vacated six months to a year from now. If not, then maybe there's, there's some other holes that we need to look at. You know, I don't know that there's been a bigger scandal story in the NCAA since we were, were talking about the illegal recruiting in the NCAA basketball world, where a lot of schools uh, suffered from that. And I, I still think, yeah, you know, I'm not pulling point fingers at any one particular school because what we know for facts are is Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines uh, organization and their sign stealing is cheating. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I got a feeling, I just got a feeling that there's another school down south that just hasn't gotten caught yet. They've got a mascot as an elephant, maybe. <laughs> I'm not making accusations. I'm not. I'm not an Alabama hater. I'm really not. But, they're a very good. Maybe we can say maybe we could say any team that's got a successful record. There's there, there's some shenanigans going on in the background. I don't know. Or maybe teams are just good. Maybe teams are just doing it the old-fashioned way, and they're, the 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 grit and the sweat, and they're just they're just good. 
I like to believe I like to believe the best in everybody. Although I don't believe the best in anybody. I need to I need to practice what I preach. That's a, that's a whole other subject for a whole. But I tell you what, I do believe the best in, and that's you guys. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you're following us on the X. That's right. I'm no longer calling it Twitter. X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm going to probably still call it Twitter, but for now we're calling it X. Follow us on the X. <laughs> it just seems like what do we name this? What do we name this new huge mammoth uh, social media platform to give it a new brand? I'll just give it an X. Looks like saying. What what do we what do we name the championship college football champ? Let's just call it asterisk. Let's just call it the national asterisk. It just doesn't fit to me. But I, you know, hey, I'm old man, get off your lawn kind of guy. I don't like change sort of things. So, either which way, thank you for. I digress. Thank you for following us on the X at T Balance, and also on the Book of Faces. Uh, just uh, type in the balance. Got our, our logo, the, the uh, balance of justice, if you will. Hey, we give we give equal hate to everybody on the show, <laughs> or equal love, depending on depending on who you are and, and what side of the fence or that you might be on. Nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six is my digits. If you want to call in, we do this show live. I atop the Balance Studios every Saturday morning, um, in the here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Love doing it. We've been doing this show for a good number of years. We're going to coming up. We've got Tony Donahue of the Fan Place and uh, the Tony D Podcast. We're talking about a little bit more about the Big Ten Championship, uh, Michigan and Iowa. Also going to be talking a little bit more about some of the other championship games and break a little NBA if we've got time and certainly a little bit of NFL. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com, our official NFL contributor, cannot join us. He is also a wrestling coach. And, uh, like ranked number two or three in the state, so you know he he, he does that every year. So uh, he he was a big wrestler back in his day. You know, I guess he he was a, a very very accomplished wrestler, if you will, and not the WWE wrestler, the real wrestler. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the Heisman Trophy uh, candidates, and, and you know, as as I mentioned to Adam in, in the last segment, it, it feels like. That when you when you get to the Heisman Trophy, you got these handful of candidates. Okay, who's who's good? But you come down to the decision of based on the last few games, and it, rather than a whole entire season of success. Now the race for the Heisman Trophy seems to have been whittled down to Oregon's quarterback Bo Nix, which you know I kind of think he ruined his. If, if we're talking about what I just talked about, if we're talking about the, the decision for the Heisman to be made. At the very end of the season, I I feel like Bo Nix, then he does no longer should be in the running. And I, my my money is is with LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. I mean, the regular season is in the rearview mirror, and the only conference championship weekend remains before the Heisman ballots roll out, which are due next Monday. Uh, at the time of of the show, anyway, Nix and Daniels have separated themselves from the pack and. Uh, when you look at the Heisman board, when you look at the at the Vegas and, and, and DraftKings, Nix is a favorite uh, at at DraftKings and Bet MGM and Caesars, with Daniels not too far behind. Next in line is Washington quarterback and former IU quarterback Michael Penix. Now there's an argument for him as well uh, because he did win and, and and beat Oregon and will be in the playoffs. 
So there is an argument there for Michael Penix to be a, uh, a Heisman candidate. And then, of course, you, you got to look at quarterback, uh, Georgia's quarterback, Garson Beck, and Alabama's quarterback, Jalen Melero, and, of course, Ohio State receiver, Marvin Harrison, Jr. I think he's pretty far down, but uh, and, and we're, there's, a, there's a handful of people here in Indianapolis that say, hey, let's win enough, just enough, so we can get Marvin Harrison, Jr. I think that, that ship has sailed. I think we look at Marvin Harrison, Jr. ending up at Carolina, and not with Frank Wright, either. That was another kind of interesting firing. They they only gave him 11 months and gave him a lousy team and said, now go fix this. But I feel bad for Frank Rock. I liked him when he was here in Indianapolis. I, I feel like there there was a time for the change and the change needed to happen. And I, I was really excited for him to, to land down there in Carolina. I was hoping for better better worlds, but it didn't happen. So we'll see whoever's coaching Carolina. Um, but, you know, Still, I, there's argument for Pennix. Uh, he was a betting favorite for several weeks, and uh, I think he's kind of faded away for whatever reason. Uh, and so Jalen Daniels is, is uh, certainly the guy to look at uh, for that. So we'll, we'll see. We're going to be monitoring the, the Heisman Trophy candidates, uh, but my top three would be Nick's with Oregon, Daniels uh, with LSU. Obviously, if I'm putting them in order, uh, Daniels with LSU and Nick's with Oregon and then Penix with Washington would be my top three Heisman Trophy picks. Of course, we'll be able to talk about that next week, and, and you'll see why I'm on loan for God, from God. That's because I literally just told you that it's going to be Jalen Daniels, LSU quarterback, will be the next Heisman Trophy uh, quarterback. And just, you know, I, I, I want to prepare you guys to know that you are getting the best news from me. 917 <laughs> is our digits. We're going to be joined by Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast here in just a in just a few moments. This is kind of, you know, we were talking about these uh the college football scenario playoff scenarios and talk a little bit more about Ohio State Buckeyes. I, I know we didn't really get as a lot of time with them. Uh ironically we we it dominates a lot of our conversation with with Adam but um the, the the Buckeyes are in the same position as last season, eleven and one and done playing. The difference this season is they have a lot more competition for a spot in the playoff. At minimum, Michigan and the Pac-12 champions uh, will finish ahead of Ohio State, and it, it can back back in. in but we'll need a lot of help, including wins by Georgia, Washington, losses by Florida State and Texas. Uh, that would have at least three teams ahead of Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Washington. So even though it's a narrow, blurry path for Ohio State to get into the playoffs, almost think it's – we'll just say it's not going to happen. But, hey, as they, as, as they say, so you're saying there's a chance for the movie Dumb and Dumb. If you've not watched that, go watch that. Let's talk about Texas, number seven, Texas. Uh, they they've got uh, their uh, their championship game against o- Oklahoma State um, today. We talked about that. We talked about who we th- we think Texas will win that game in the but in the Big Twelve championship against Oklahoma State. But Texas, here's their story. It's very very simple for them. They've either got to win or just go home. It's it's win or go home. But Texas needs some help. The Longhorns 
have the advantage of a head-to-head road over Alabama, the best win any team has this season, beating Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title championship game, should jump Texas ahead of Ohio State in Oregon, and then a loss by Georgia, Michigan, or Florida State should move Texas to the fourth. Certainly is that a much better, clearer picture for them to roll into uh, the the playoff championships, the Longhorns. All right, all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. He is probably the most outspoken Texas Longhorn um, fan out there, celebrity-wise, anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about the infamous Alabama. We cannot talk about the playoff scenarios without Alabama. Old Crimson Tide. Uh, need to win and move up four spots in the rankings, meaning Georgia would take care of three spots. Well, that's going to be a good game today, isn't it? I mean, that, this is just one of those games you're like, we get, we got to watch this game. It's a, this, this is a battle every year whenever Georgia and Alabama play. So, like I said, they need to win and move up, you know, four spots. And again, beating Georgia would take care of that. Alabama would go past the Bulldogs, the Ducks in Ohio State, a loss then by Texas, Florida State, or Michigan would be required to get the tied to number four. We know Michigan's not going to lose today. So that scenario is off the table. Florida State, very good possibility. Texas, I don't think that's a good possibility. So I don't really see a path at all for Alabama to get into the to the uh, college football playoffs. Uh, again, you know, there's a reason that you rely on me every week to say, hey, what's going on? What's, what's happening? <laughs> so we've got a lot of championship games going on this weekend, uh, and we'll follow us on the X and at T-Balance, and uh, we'll make sure that we keep you updated on all of those games. After this show, I'll be uh, making my official DraftKings bet. We'll talk with Tony about that. And man, Tony, and he's coming up here in a few minutes, and I'm going to talk to him. He, 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 he did me good. He, he did me a good solid on the Dallas game this week over Seattle and the parlay I did on that. So I, I give him his props. It's okay. I, I fought him a drink last night. So all was good. All was good. But, uh, you know, so we got a lot of championship games going on this weekend. And uh, just to kind of recap, we've, we've talked about some of them already. Uh, but the Conference USA Championship, uh, uh, Liberty won uh, 49-35. The spread was 10 and a half. And in, in my books, I went with Liberty on that. So, uh, and again, those Friday Friday games just kind of sneak up on you. Uh, but yeah, Liberty, which by the way, that's where Adam went. He's a, a Liberty grad himself. And then in the Pac-12 championship, the final Pac-12 championship, as that whole as that whole di- uh, division, that whole Pac-12 is going elsewhere. A big part of him is coming over here to the Big Ten, but there's some going to the ACC and SEC as well. The final championship game won by Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies, uh, number three Huskies. That all but solidified their spot in the national championship uh, playoffs. And then we have the Big 12 championship game that we talked about, uh, uh, Oklahoma State at Texas. It's going to be a good game. This is going to be a really good game. The spread's 12 and a half. Uh, I, I certainly think that, that they can do this. And so if you pick, if you pick Texas, they must win or – Win by at least 13 points and pick Oklahoma State. They must either win, tie, or lose by no more than 12 points. 
Then you got the MAC championship, which is Miami, Ohio, which, by the way, is where Ben Roethlisberger went. Uh, over the Toledo Rockets, uh, seven and a half point spread. They're at home there, uh, and they're going to win that MAC championship. So I would go with the, the seven and a half spread on on that. If you if you uh, pick the Toledo Rockets, they must see the win uh, by at least eight points, and I think they can easily do that at home. And then we've also got, and we're gonna, we're going to be uh, getting into some of these uh, other I guess the spreads here, but we do have the Mountain West Championship, which is Boise State, Broncos, and UNLV. Obviously Georgia and Alabama. And then we've got uh, uh, SMU Mustangs, and we've got a few more other games to go through. And of course, the big game tonight uh, is Michigan and Iowa. How big of a game that is, I don't know. I think the bigger game is Louisville and Florida State. Florida State's had a great season. The, the spread is three and a half for them. They're at home, and, and really, the three-point advantage always goes to the home field uh, team anyway. So, and it was three and a half. I mean, this is a game that you look at Florida State uh, covering on, on that as well. My name is Sal Marquez, El Presidente. It's championship weekend. We're talking about the scenarios and chaos as, as we like to as we like to uh, do on this show. My name is Sal Marquez, El Presidente. We'll be right back on the flip side with Tony Donahue on the Tony D Podcast and the fan place right here on the Balance Radio Network. Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your move. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. 
Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. to the balance we've been talking big 10 championship this weekend and uh, still now we're starting to filter in some of our bumper music for christmas and it's getting into that christmas spirit like i said i'm a scrooge 11 and a half months out of the year joining us now who's no scrooge at all maybe a grinch but no scrooge uh mr uh, tony donahue from the tony d podcast and the fan place how are you sir i'm great how you doing good are you ready for christmas you ready to go um, I have been uh, because I feel like it comes so fast, right? Like that, you know, when people are like, oh, I start on November 1st, I don't blame them because it comes and goes so fast. And it's, it's it always seems like when you get to Christmas, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I should have done this or I should have done that more. So, so I've got all the all, I've got all the Christmas presents bought for the kids and uh, the grandkids. And so I'm good and solid. And we're going to be going to Florida 
over Christmas uh, for uh, with Melissa's family. So we'll get some sunshine down there, hopefully, uh, down there in Winter Haven. Uh, but let's get into this. Hey, it was great hanging out with you last night, uh, a little bit, doing some trivia and, and having a good time with our friend, friend John. It was good to see you out there. A good thing that you guys got going on with the fan place. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. I, I really enjoyed it. the first time I had actually been able to be out there and partake in, and the trivia was a lot of fun. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the fan place. Yeah, no, we appreciate you guys coming out. No, we partnered with uh, with Bud Light and, and JMV and the station, and we're just trying to grow. We're a free local sports prediction app here. We're growing, trying to get as many users as we can. We decided, you know what, what a great way to spice up those Bud Light Blue Fridays by throwing in some fun trivia, get some people in playing the contest. You can build a daily streak. If you get 10 in a row, you win 100 bucks. You get 20 in a row, you win 1000 Yeah, it's, 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 a good, it's, it's a good chance to get yourself some Christmas money, even though you said you got – everything taken care of but uh yeah we, we try to have fun with it we're growing we partner with different bars you win tokens that you can use as cash back reward different bars around the city and um it's, it's been going well so far about a, a little bit more than a year into it i love it and and we we certainly are glad to help promote it here on this show but let's get into the big 10 championship i don't know if it's a if, if it's a, a marquee game like some of the other games going on this weekend we've got uh michigan and iowa uh, you know, Iowa is probably just going to get handed a loss and move on about the day. The big, the big uh, scenarios happen is if 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 Iowa manages to pull off a win uh, over Michigan, that could create some uh, bottleneck chaos with Georgia and some other teams. Uh, but let's real quick. I know you're going to the game, but real quickly, we've talked about this game a little bit today. Uh, but uh, Michigan and Iowa, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten championship? You know, it's crazy that going into this game, I think the biggest question is, will Iowa score? Will they, will they put a touchdown on the board? They played last Friday against Nebraska, and it was an ugly 13-10 to 10 win. They found the end zone once against Nebraska. Michigan, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. I think that they will. It's probably going to be a blowout today. But, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the craziest thing going in, like I said, is just will Iowa score, and then will they score a touchdown? That's a bet that can be placed, so – um, it'll be interesting. It's it you know you, you think well they maybe they'll get a turnover or maybe they'll play a short field, and I'm thinking you know what maybe the only way that they score is if they indeed like late in the game they're down 55 to nothing or something and Michigan pulls everybody and still they might not even score. So it will be interesting to see if that happens. So this, let me ask you this: uh, the the spread is 22 and a half. Uh, and so I, that, that's who I figured I'm going to go with Michigan to cover the 22 and a half, uh, which means obviously they've got to win by at least 23 points. But if you decide to go with Iowa, they, they've got to either uh, win high or lose by no more than 22 points. So where, what would you say on the spread against the spread on this uh, 22 and a half Michigan and Iowa? I think that the over under is 35. Um, I think Michigan does cover that. I think they're going to say, look, we're going to go out. We're going to win big. We're going to, we're going to, this is the last, real Big Ten championship game before some of the Pac-12 teams come in. Um, I think you're going to see uh, Michigan go for the throat early. I wouldn't be surprised this is 21 to nothing at halftime. Uh, I certainly think that they cover that number. You know, let's talk a little bit. We were talking about this earlier with Adam, but get your thoughts on this. You know, should should Michigan even be allowed in the playoffs? We know Jim Harbaugh well. We don't know it to be official, but it's let's just say it's a, unofficially official. Jim Harbaugh's done with college football coaching. And if they manage to get to the national championship and if they manage to win a national championship, that national championship is likely to be vacated in the next six, 
months to a year. Should Michigan even be allowed to play in any postseason? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously the NCAA, the Big Ten, they did their investigation. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that what they did really determined the outcome of a game, which I think is what they came up to uh, in conclusion. Um, so I'm going to still say yes, and I'm not the biggest Michigan fan. I'm not the biggest Jim Harbaugh fan, but I would still say yes. They, you know, just because the coaches did something doesn't mean that the um, the players, I guess, should be should be um, should be punished for that. Um, so I, I would say yes, but I mean, what they did was still wrong. But I don't think it really affected to the outcome of any any type of games. They've been they've been winning and blowing teams out all year. Well, I got to give you credit on the Liberty game. You called that one, uh, so that was a good game. Any any feedback on the Liberty New Mexico State? Uh, uh, I think you got you got a good thing going this weekend. You you, you did me good with the, the parlay with the Cowboys, so <laughs> you got something rolling this weekend, uh, uh, Tony. But uh, any feedback on the Liberty game? Yeah, I had Washington last night too. That was awesome. Um, it was um, that was a great game. And you look and think about, you know, Liberty was going to win that. I mean, they're they're a great team. They um, they really allowed New Mexico State to keep it pretty even though for most of the game. Um, but it was it was that was that was a fun game. And that Oregon Washington game was so much fun. Washington gets out to the big lead. They're leading twenty to three. Oregon gets a touchdown right before halftime, and then they get another touchdown right out of the gates. And it's twenty to seventeen. Washington with the interception, it goes to twenty four twenty. Oregon's winning. You're thinking that's it. You know, Washington had their chance, and then Washington scores fourteen straight, one off a turnover. Um, Oregon drives down, gets a touchdown, gets within three. But um, big time for for Washington. And, and you know, I, I thought about that. I, I, I followed Washington all year. I've watched every game. Uh, my family lives out there. Siblings or my nice. sister went to Washington. And I thought, you know, everybody's just taking Oregon, and everybody's picking Oregon, and everybody's—it's it's all these all these guys that are experts are picking Oregon, picking Oregon. And I'm thinking, what a way for Vegas to win a lot of money, because we all know sometimes, you know, when you think about it, it's like, ah, well, everybody's going to be putting money on Oregon, so why not Washington? Because that's how Vegas is going to win a lot of that money back, and that's exactly what happened with the Washington win. So, Michael Penix. Um, he should be the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, I know people say Caleb Williams was the best quarterback. Well, the Heisman Trophy isn't the best quarterback in the country. It's the best player. And, you, and Caleb Williams has, has struggled at times this year. Um, they're probably going to make the Alamo Bowl, maybe the Holiday Bowl. But Michael Penix in Washington, who started out ranked 12th in the country, has moved up through the rankings. They were ranked three going in. Uh, they beat Oregon for a second time. Again, this Oregon team that everybody else picked to win. Um and they got it done last night. So Oregon is going to be in the Rose Bowl, and Washington's going to the college football championship final four. I love it. And Michael Penix Jr., we should point out, the former IU guy. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? You know, yeah. we were talking yesterday. We were listening to John talking to uh, Kurt Segan-Aggie interview. Great interview. I, I think, you know, it's a good hire. I, all week long I've been hearing this crap about John Gruden. There was no way John Gruden was ever going to come to IU. So that conversation shouldn't have never happened. But nonetheless – uh, I think this is a good pick. It, you know, put on my conspiracy tinfoil hat here. I think behind the scenes, this conversation was going on. Tom Allen knew that this, his days were over. Whether or not they beat Purdue or didn't beat Purdue, I don't think that was the final decision on whether or not they just knew that they were done with him. And I, I feel like they had moved on with Tom Allen earlier on. And these conversations uh, with the, with 
by the way, the the uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, the Sun Belt Coach of the Year. Sorry, I had a brain fart there for a second. Uh, Coach of the Year, the Sun Belt Coach of the Year. He built that program up. And IU's never going to be a football school. They're just not. They're at the bottom of the pack in the Big Ten. But the Big Ten is no longer going to be divisions. And we've got we've got uh, the USC. We've got a, a lot of the Pac-12 coming to the Big Ten. So if you're if you're uh, Sega Nutting and you're taking over the range at IU, you've got to like that sort of stuff. What are your thoughts about the hire of the new IU football coach? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, I just sometimes I feel like there's just things that don't need to be said, and I I liked his conversations until I saw last night. To be honest with you, when he went to, I know you're trying to get the crowd fired up with a basketball game, but 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 coming in and saying Purdue and and Michigan and Ohio State suck, it's like no, dude, you got to earn that respect, and coaches are going to remember that, and they're going to take receipts. Um, you know, I know you're trying to get the crowd fired up, and you know. It's just it's very Archie Miller feeling to me, to be honest with you. It's just very Archie Miller feeling. You go get that 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 hot hire, that candidate that that put lightning in a bottle, you know, like like Archie Miller did at Dayton, and then it and then it fizzes out. So I really I have low expectations. It's always going to be a basketball school, as you know. Um, but man, I just I didn't like some of the things that I heard him yelling last night at the basketball game. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. There is good facilities down there. He's going to have to get some recruits, and you're going to now all of a sudden it's like okay, well you had to deal with, you know, you had to deal with Michigan, Ohio State. Now teams like Washington, now teams like um, USC are coming to town as well. So uh, it's going to be an upward battle. And uh, you know, Tom Allen, you're right. It was just kind of it, it, it ran its course. He he had gotten a little bit old in that locker room, a little bit stale. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what what Coach Sig can do. Um, and it starts now, right? You, you got You got to start moving forward. And um, for him, some of the so, some of the some of the hyping of the crowd was a little bit cringy, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Nice win with them over Maryland. I'm looking for good things over IU basketball. Certainly, we'll be getting into that conversation as these as the as the college football season winds up. One more t- thought on the Heisman Trophy. I, as much as I like Michael Penix Jr. and I feel like he's earned the conversation. Bo Nix is not going to be your your Heisman Trophy. We talked about this multiple times today. You know, it's it's. I feel like it's unfortunate that the decision of who the Heisman is going to be is going to be made in the last few games, not an entire season of success. But who my money is is, is on is Jalen Daniels with LSU after that Oregon loss. Now, I'm not saying that Penix is not in the top three pick, and certainly as a former IU guy. Uh, and, you know, he would have never had that opportunity had he played, stayed with IU. So a good move for him on moving out to Washington. Not a bad choice at all, certainly. But I, I think if you look at the overall, and Vegas does that, Vegas is really leaning hard toward Jalen Daniels, LSU for quarterback. What are your thoughts on him for the hype? Yeah, I mean, again, though, you got to look at, you know, what, with these Heisman players, where are they? Like, you know, and are they going to, you know, it's great that they're having good seasons, but, you know, LSU is going to end up in what the Outback Bowl. So you really got to look at, you know, the the resume. And I, I just – I don't think there's any way that Michael Penix isn't the Heisman this year. I mean, undefeated Washington wins out. The, the toughest schedule in the country is what Washington had. They took care of everybody. They went to Oregon State, who was ranked. They beat Oregon twice and won. Uh, they went to Washington State. Yeah, I know Washington State's five and six. But that's one of the toughest places to play. They beat Arizona, who's ranked. Um, 
that, you know, they took down USC. I mean, they beat everybody in their way. I just don't see any way that Penix isn't the Heisman winner. Well, I hope you're right, just just because of his history. And I also have been a fan of watching him. Now we've got we can't uh, we got to uh, talk a little bit more about this uh, college football chaos that's beginning today or began last night with the win of Washington over Oregon. Georgia winning the Bulldogs are the number one uh, seed as they seek the third string title uh, again. Great, going to be a great game. Always a good game when you see Alabama and Georgia going for all the money. Uh, losing things could get a little dicey. Alabama and the three other three other undefeated teams would be ranked ahead of the Dogs. At a minimum, they would need some uh, chaos to get back to number four. Uh, you know, Texas losing Oklahoma State and Florida State following to Louisville, which is a very good possibility, uh, and would send the Longhorns to the Seminoles package. But at the same time, if you look at the Alabama scenario, there's a lot more that has to happen with them. They need to win to move up four spots. So if they beat Georgia, that's going to take care of those three spots. But, you know, Alabama would need to go past the Bulldogs, the Ducks, and Ohio State. A loss in by Texas, Florida State, or Michigan would be required uh, for World Tide to get to number four. I don't see them getting into the playoffs, but it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Georgia and Alabama, what are your thoughts on, on that, sir? Yeah, um, I think I think you're right. It would be chaos if Alabama could win this. And, you know, it's like, well, do you take Georgia, who's been undefeated all year, but then lost to Alabama? Do you take Alabama, who now only has one loss and beat Georgia? Um, that would be the start of the chaos. I think Louisville does beat Florida State today um, because I think, you know, we, we know that the backup quarterback for Florida State is questionable. We don't know if he's going to be playing. Um, and, and, and Louisville's been good this year, man. They've been really good. Brom, former Purdue um, head coach with starting quarterback and Jack Plummer, who was at Purdue last year, this is uh, – this is this is a good game today. I think Louisville wins it, and I think Alabama can get it done against Georgia. They're just they're they're equally as good. Alabama's been been good all season. They've been consistent. This one's going to come down to the wire. And then yeah, you're right. We're going to have some chaos. It's like who goes where. If Texas wins, which they should, then Texas should get in. And then it's like okay, do you take Georgia? Do you take Alabama? Does somebody else maybe sneak in there? Um, I'm all about the I'm all about the chaos. Um, but it looks like Michigan is for sure in. Washington is for sure in. Then there's two spots that could go to almost you know anybody out of the out of out of about four to five other teams. You know I love chaos. That's one of the things we've always said on this show. We love we love chaos when it comes to college football uh, playoffs. And it was even more chaos when it was only four teams. And I mean when it was only a smaller group of college playoff teams. You know I think you're right. Louisville will beat Florida State, but Florida State's at home and the spread is only three and a half. So if you're betting against the spread, I would say that you go with Florida State on this. Would you Would you agree with me on that? And that means that obviously that they would have uh, that they must win by at least four points. If you pick Louisville, they have to either win, tie, or lose by more than three points. Are you saying based on on the win uh, that it, that you should go against the spread with Louisville, or should you keep it at home since typically the home team gets a three point advantage anyway? This is kind of a washout against the spread type bet. Yeah, I mean neutral site down in Florida, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, neutral side in Charlotte. This game's being played in Charlotte. Um, I think Louisville has the advantage. They're currently two-point underdogs. I would take Louisville on the money line. I'd pair that with Tulane on the money line and, and make yourself a little a little dough today by taking Tulane and Florida, or excuse me, Tulane and Louisville. Hey, you know what? You're going to have to remind me on that on the text later because that sounds okay. You did the good on the parlay earlier this week, so I'm giving, I'm, I'm making you the the, the weekly uh, game ball parlay king. 
if there is such a thing. Let's real quickly, I want to go through these, and then I will jump into some NFL. Ed is a wrestling coach, and he has some wrestling obligations. Uh, so let's just kind of, I went, we went through some of these already, but let's talk about the Mountain West Championship. Uh, who will win this matchup against the spread of Boise State? It's two, it's two and a half, and the UNLV uh, Rebels. You got to like the Rebels on, on, on this particular uh, matchup, I would think. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like I like uh, UNLV here. This is in Vegas. This is a team that has played really well all season. Kind of flew onto the radar. They're, they they get to the Mountain West Championship, I think, for the first time in the history of that game. And I think that they are going to get it done today. I think they're a team that's some home field advantage. And I think the Rebels uh, are are your winners today in the Mountain West. We talked about the SEC. Championship. We've already determined that we think it's going to be a pretty good win for Georgia. Yet again, beating Alabama, but the spread is five and a half at Alabama. Do you lean toward Alabama on the five and a half, or do you lean toward Georgia at the at the uh, five and a half? I think Alabama. I'd push it up to six, maybe even seven. Um, take a little bit less juice off of it, but um, I, I I think that that um, Alabama could win it outright. A little a little sprinkle of that wouldn't be too bad. Um, but yeah, I think I think Alabama has has a chance to win this one. It's going to be a close game. It'll come down to the wire. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I think Alabama covers that that five that five and a half. So the American Athletic Championship. Uh, who will win this matchup? We've talked about Tulane. You said Tulane the money line. Uh, they're you know they're number twenty two. They're ranked the SMU Mustangs. Uh, you know they they aren't ranked and it, it's the spread is two and a half at home. And uh, Tulane's eleven and one. You got to think that cover the spread at two and a half. You go with Tulane. Yeah, I think that's uh, the way to do it. I think Tulane is a team that uh, can run the football. They they can D you up. You know, SMU's not too bad though. They're a really good team. Uh, this is going to be a low scoring, grinded out type of game. So I um, think Tulane wins it by about ten. Um, should be a close game though. So uh, one more final game, and that's the Sun Belt Championship that is going on this afternoon. Uh, you've got Appalachian State Mountaineers against the Troy Trojans. Uh, you never really talk about these teams too much at all. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Sun Belt Championship does not get a lot of, of love. Uh, but uh, you, you look at six and a half, uh, Appalachian State, uh, eight and four. I don't, I don't know. I think I would like to see the cover at six and a half with Appalachian State over Troy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Troy's tough. Like Troy's five, six, six, uh, five or six-point favorites. Um, I think they win it today. They win it outright, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they can do and uh, interesting to see um, how that game plays out. But Troy's a really good team. I think the winner is going to get a really good bowl game, maybe the best in their, their school's history. So um, excited to see what happens today. I think that uh, – I certainly think that – there's a great chance that Troy wins that, and Troy wins that big. Well, let's uh, jump over to the NFL here for a few minutes while we still got you. Let's talk about our boys, the Colts, making the trip down to Nashville. They're on a winning streak. Uh, I love it. They're they're uh, undefeated in the month of December. <laughs> I'll take it. They're undefeated in Germany too. So, but it's a huge divisional game against the Titans. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville is 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 going running away with the division but right now. They just need to, you know, to, to uh, uh, quote an old Frank Wright, you know, one game at a time, whatever. Uh, so the Colts, Titans, if they just go down to Nashville, take care of business, make a business trip out of this, and beat the Titans, which they have proven they have the ability to do, although recently it's been a bit of a challenge between these two teams. 
Yeah, it has. And I think, you know, the Titans are kind of figuring out who's going to be their quarterback. Uh, Will Levis, who they drafted, who a lot of people wanted here in Indianapolis, has played decent, but he's been banged up. Uh, the Colts, you know, they're just kind of winning, winning ugly. And Gardner Minshew's been about as good as you can ask him to be. The defense has really stepped up. We're not, you know, the Colts are not going to have Jonathan Taylor tomorrow. Uh, but Zach Moss, our leading rusher, he's going to step up. He's a guy that uh, that has proved all season that he can get it done, and I'm excited to see what they do tomorrow. I think that I think it's another win for the Colts, and they really control their destination for the playoffs. Look, they're 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 currently holding on to a wild card spot. They have the Steelers, who have been banged up and haven't led too much in the last six or seven games. Kenny Pickett's only thrown two touchdowns in the last two months. Uh, the Bengals obviously are without. Uh, they're starting quarterback in Joe Burrow. The Raiders are struggling. The Texans are a team that they're going to be battling with. So the Colts really control their uh, playoff destiny from here on out. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you listen to the national talking heads, the, the Jets and and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers says he's coming back sooner than later. Uh, a lot of people think he's going to be back in the next few weeks to be able to play in the playoffs, but I don't know if the Jets are even going to be there. I don't really like the Jets this year. I thought it would be a completely different team with Aaron Rodgers, but the Falcons are on the road against the Jets, and the Falcons are getting hot at a good time. What are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Falcons, it's just it's like, wait a minute, there's a few teams in the league that you're going, uh, wait, these guys I thought were eliminated. I thought they weren't going to make any. I, I thought they weren't going to make it. I thought that they were going to be struggling, and and you know, all of a sudden they have found some life. And one of those teams, as you mentioned, is the Falcons. Um, it's kind of a kind of a crappy division with the Panthers, who have only won, uh, you know, one game, and, and and New Orleans, who's been up and down. But uh, you look at Atlanta, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, they're in the playoff hunt. Like that's that's wild because, you know, there are different teams that, you know, at the start of the year, going, yeah, they're not going to make it, but then injuries happen. So um, I think the Falcons win, they get back to 500, and. And they're kind of, you know, you got to talk about them as a playoff team. You know, talking about playoff teams that we didn't think we'd be talking about, and that's the Lions. They, they they started off hot, and we thought, well, you know, the Lions are going to do what the Lions do, and they're going to end up choking. But they haven't really done that. And they, and they have managed to really keep pace and keep winning games. And, and they got Derek Carr. They're on the road against Derek Carr and the Saints. And as we saw here in Indianapolis, Derek Carr can come into your house and take care of business. So he's at home. Uh, what do you think about the Lions and the Saints tomorrow? Yeah, that's a great point. You think about the Colts' schedule, too, and they're at 6-5, and five, and, and you go back and you say, man, if, if they could have had that third quarter back against the Saints where they blew a 10-point lead, um, you know, then all of a sudden they're 7-4, and four, and they're really, really cemented themselves in the playoffs. I think the Lions win this one, but the Lions haven't looked good the last two weeks. Thanksgiving, they lost to the Packers. Uh, a couple of days prior to that, they had to come back in the fourth quarter to beat the Bears. Um, they had a little bit of a mini buy, obviously, last week playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think the Lions will be ready to go. I don't know if they cover that four and a half. I could see a game-winning field goal late, 24-21 type of game. But I think the Lions win this one outright and get to 9-3. and three. Let's talk a little bit about the Broncos. The Broncos had a slow start. Broncos really aren't much of a team to really talk about. But who is to talk about is the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. He's probably one of the best rookie quarterbacks out right now. Obviously, uh, we, there would be some conversation about Anthony Richardson, but he's not playing. Right now, the best rookie quarterback of the year is C.J. Stroud uh, with the Texans at home against the Broncos. I think this is a box that gets checked. Again, another reason why the Colts got to go down to Tennessee and take care of business. 
It's crazy. Uh, the Broncos start one and five on the season and have ripped off five straight wins to get to six and five, and they're right there with the Colts in the midst of a playoff push. Um, you know, this is why the NFL does the schedules like they do. You're going to play a certain division in the NFC one every four years. You're going to play a certain division in the AFC one every four years. You're going to have four games against teams that finish in the same spot as you. So if you finish third, you're going to play the third-place team from the two other AFC. So you have a chance to, to – to cement yourself and, and really, really move forward and win football games, and, and that's what the Broncos have done. This is going to be a good game, and this is two teams that I, I, the loser I think is eliminated from playoff contention. But man, you look at this Broncos team over the last couple of weeks, and it's not like they beat crappy teams. They beat the Browns, who are uh, above 500 as we know at seven and four. They beat the Vikings, who have kind of found lightning in a bottle a little bit with Josh Dobbs at six and five. They go on the road to beat the Buffalo Bills, who, yeah, they've struggled, but the Bills are still a good team. They beat the Packers, who are starting to find a little bit of a rhythm. They've beaten the Chiefs 24-9. to So, um, you know, this is a team in the Broncos that, you know, they've got a tough schedule coming up. you got to go to L.A., you take on the Lions, uh, and you get the Chargers twice. So um, this, this Broncos team is one to watch, man. It's crazy to think that we're talking about them possibly being in the playoffs when they started 1-5 and on the season. I know it's it's an absolutely insane story. Uh, a couple more games, and we'll let you go here. Uh, the Panthers are at the the Buccaneers. Really, not a big story as far as the game goes. The Panthers are going to end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, you know, that's just probably what's going to happen. I, I guess the deeper question. I think the ownership is lousy in Carolina. In the same way with the ownership in in uh, Vegas, the Raiders. Um, here's the thing. You know, we know Frank Reich from when he was here. Good, bad, or indifferent, it was time for a change, and they've made that change, and they've moved on. But I thought it was a good opportunity for Frank Reich that was given to him by Carolina. I feel like they cheated him out of the ability to even build that team. First of all, what are your thoughts on the Panthers-Buccaneers? Probably not much to talk about that game. But what are your thoughts about this, about the Panthers firing Frank Reich after 11 games? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow if the Panthers' offense and if that team looks any different you know, with Frank Reich gone. Uh, probably got the short end of a stick. You're bringing a new coach who did decent in Indianapolis. You're bringing a new coach with a new quarterback. You got to give him more than 11 games. You got to give him a year or two. It's it's just like a college coach coming in. You've got to give him a chance to to kind of get acclimated, to get moving, uh, and to make things happen. And they just certainly they didn't give him enough time. Um, you know, maybe they'll find somebody else that that can do that. But um, it's it's been an embarrassing season, as you mentioned so far for the Panthers. I tell you what, what's not been embarrassing is the 49ers and the Eagles, and I've been following the Eagles for so many years uh, via via Ed, and I'm a I'm an NFC Eagles fan, so my NFC team is the Eagles. But you gotta like what the 49ers have been doing. Everybody ruled them out, and now they're really starting to come out and win games. Now the Philadelphia Eagles have a good hold on their season. They got to take care of business, but a loss to the 49ers at home would be a huge momentum blow to the Eagles. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I'll leave you with this because i got to run here. That Eagles 49ers game is going to be a game. Uh, the Eagles have kind of just proven that, look, they're destined to, to roll through anybody that's in their way. They're destined to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, they had that big win last week uh, in comeback fashion on Monday Night Football when they knocked off the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs-Packers tomorrow night is going to be a great game as well. Um, the Chiefs, crazy to say this, you know, obviously – it's all it's all hunky dory with Taylor Swift when they're winning football games, but you look at their offense a couple of weeks, and it just 
it took them they were down 14 nothing to the Raiders a few weeks ago people forget that um obviously it's it's it, 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 it's it's like they've been in a in a lull since since Halloween when they lost 24 to 9 to the Broncos yeah they they went to Frankfurt and beat the Dolphins but losing to the Eagles and having to come back to the Raiders this Packers team's dangerous this Packers team is is right there uh, of an NFC wild card spot. They're not going to obviously win the division with with the Lions at eight and three, but this is going to be a better game than people think. Uh, I would take that Packers plus six all day of the week, and it's going to be one of those cold games. I know the Packers are beat up when it comes to the running back core, but Jordan Love can get it done through the air. Uh, this Chiefs defense is, is has been good, but the offense hasn't picked up the slack lately, um, scoring 31 points a few weeks ago against the Raiders, but it took 14 points in that second quarter for them to do that. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the games tomorrow. Should be a good one. It was great to see you yesterday, and uh, hopefully yep. we'll get you some more money on the day. I love it, buddy. We'll talk with you soon. Where, where can people right, find you care. working masterpieces? Sorry. Where can people oh, find you working? Sure, yeah, check out place, download the app, the underscore fans underscore place on Twitter, and Tony D&D as well. All right, buddy. You have a good weekend. All right. Thank you, too. Tony Donahue of the, uh, the, the Tony D podcast and the fan place. Yeah, we, we went out and hung out with him with one of the uh, adult uh, establishments about beverage establishments, I should say, that, that kind of had a different ring coming out of my mouth when I said it. But nonetheless, uh, I was the West Side Pub here in Indianapolis. I uh, got to hang out with him and our buddy JMB, local radio here, 1070, the fan, did some trivia uh, and uh, had a lot of fun. So if you get a chance to to follow uh, the fan place, there are different bars throughout the city of Indianapolis. Uh, go check them out. It's a lot of fun. Don- download the app uh, and uh, uh, you'll have a great time. I, I assure you of that. Uh, and download the app on that. Guys, my name is Tom Marcus El Presidente. It's about time to wrap it up, put a bow on it. See my Christmas reference there? Although I use it. I use that all year long. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, we're getting in the, in the spirit of Christmas. And so, hey, the spirit of Christmas is giving. So uh, give give to people or give to your – give to whoever. I don't know. I probably had something else thinking in my, in my brain there. Thank you, Adam Jividen, uh Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan, Super Cavs fan, Super Guardians fan, Super Dude. Our college football co-pilot jumping on, breaking down the Big Ten championship weekend as, as well as the other uh, games. And, of course, the college football playoff chaos that's about to unravel uh, today. A lot of good games on tap. Uh, probably one of the better ones to watch would be the uh, uh, Louisville-Florida State game. Would also be the Alabama and Georgia game for sure. Uh, you know, as far as implications go, as far as the playoffs uh, go there and look at the Texas game and Oklahoma State game as well. Make sure you're following us on the X uh, at C Balance and, and Facebook uh, at The Balance. We appreciate you when, when you download the podcast, if you listen to us on the podcast right now, just hit like so we know how awesome you are. We already know how awesome we are. And uh, 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 I totally forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Give us a like, give us a follow. Guys, my name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Don't drink and drive it. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cool.
cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. 